Hello, and welcome to the Stafford Boxing Report. I'm Sheila. I'm S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D. Yeah, you know that's me. Stafford Boxing. The making of champions. Hey. Hello, everybody. Glad that everybody's here. Yes, sir. So what are we talking about today? Man, we talking about a lot today. And um, first of all, I want to thank everyone for tuning in live and for those that's going to be able to watch after the live broadcast. And um, I'm just excited for this day, this opportunity to talk about some boxing and talk about life. What you got going on, Queen Sheila? Well, first, I'm going to let everybody know that I'm going to make sure that I check the comments and answer any questions and read out all comments. So I'm going to do better with that because I said the last time I was really slipping. So we are going to speak a little bit about Isaac Cruz. Oh, yeah. I had to say his name like that. Isaac Cruz. Yeah. He's, he's my, he, I have to actually say watching him and then his personality. Yeah. And then we were talking about, my husband and I were talking about how humble he is. Extremely. And one of the things that I do like about him is that he keeps his personal life personal mm -hmm. away from the media. Mm -hmm. And that really just shows respect that he has for his family. And we have somebody here, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Let me spell it first. A-D-A-R-I-E Pennant, Adria Pennant. Can a heavyweight boxing be popular like NFL and NBA or baseball in America if it was pushed properly? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Well, baby, I wanted to go back to uh, Isaac Cruz. And then we'll go back to that to, to the question and go a little bit more into depth about that. But, yeah, I, I said why well, I like, oh, and Isaac Cruz, the way he fights, it's very exciting. It seems like when he is up on his opponent, it's, you can see him think mm -hmm. because his punches are powerful and precise and his combinations, his combos. And when he is up on you, he does not want to stop. Is it fair to say that when we watch uh, Isaac Cruz that you can see some of the peekaboo of boxing style? Yes, and when my husband had mentioned that, I was looking even more closer to his fight with his fighting style, and yes, He's ducking. One of the things that head I like are head slipping. But he likes those body blows. Yeah. That's one thing, his body blows and an uppercut. You know, the other thing that I like about the, um, Isaac Cruz is that he, not only is he fighting for his wife, his children, his father, who is his trainer, but he's also fighting for his, his country. And that's the thing that I see between uh, the Hispanic community and the African-American community. The African-American community, when they fight, they fight for their mother, their, you know, their spouse, their kids, uh, and belts. Because you had talked about belts. It's something that they use to validate. But when 
Hispanic fighters and other fighters across the world, they fight for their country. So that to me is a little bit, a little bit more incentive for them to really give it all when they go into the boxing ring. What do you think? No, I totally agree with you. You can tell because when we were talking earlier, when they come to the United States and they fight, their neighbors, their family, and everybody else who they may or may not know, they come. And support. And support. And they're there. Yes. So they're a big part of that. Yes. And, and that's one of the reasons why uh, Bob Abram is channeling his energy and focus to the Hispanic community. Because at the end of the day, as a boxing promoter, your objective is to put people in the seats. And the Hispanic community fighting is something that they truly support. Also, the, um, the African community, mm -hmm. like in South Africa, North Facts. Africa, East Africa, that community, Ukraine, mm -hmm. uh, United, London, mm -hmm. all those other countries. And so I, I think that what we would like to do through the Stafford Boxing um, Club is to make boxing somewhat popular in the African-American community mm -hmm. and hope that it would be a vehicle to encourage and invite, you know, those that are in urban communities to come out and support our local talent. It's very important. That's one of the things that I see um, in our community compared to other communities in terms of the support and the boxers. And it's like the boxers from, um, let's say, Mexico and Africa, they they use any and every obstacle as motivation. They may not have the, the luxury that we have in the U.S., but, man, you see them training in inhumane conditions. I've never seen a group of people train under the highway like I did when I was watching the fighters train in Nigeria. I mean, they was literally under the, the highway, mm -hmm. baby. And I was like, man, that's passion. Mm -hmm. That's determination. Mm -hmm. That's something that they're saying there is no excuse that's going to get in my way from me accomplishing my goals to be the, a heavyweight champion. So when they fight, you know, they fighting for a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not only to, to get their family about those situations, mm -hmm. but they fighting for a purpose. And I think that's very important that our community understands. And then to go off of what you were saying that in Africa, they do use whatever resources they have. Like one time when we were watching someone practice, they were punching tires. 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 They was punching tires. Like, I mean, like just putting in work. As a matter of fact, we got a couple of fighters up in Nigeria that have been reaching out to us. And hopefully, baby, one day we're going to get them on the, uh, the show to give yeah. him some exposure like Graham was talking about. He said the only thing that is missing is exposure. And so yeah. with, with technology, mm -hmm. hopefully we can incorporate that into those communities mm -hmm. so that they can, you know, see the talent in Africa because there is a lot of talent. And you have you ever seen the uh, sport where they they wrap they 
they wrap one hand mm-hmm. and they use one hand. Yeah, I and, saw yeah, that. Yeah. You were watching yeah, and I yeah. was looking. And so it was like a whole lot of people coming out to support that. And I'm talking about it was like thousands and thousands of people coming out. So combat sport is very popular in Africa. And I really think that we should be able to you know, tap into their market by providing the necessary technology that's necessary so they can get exposure. I mean, I see a lot of economic growth opportunity in Africa. That is true. And also, when you were talking about when they were just using their one hand, mm-hmm. did you see the one where they had the tire and then they had the one foot in? Oh, yeah, and yeah, And then yeah, they were yeah, just yeah, using yeah, that yeah, one yeah, hand, yeah. too. So, yeah. And also how they're training, whether it's on granite, cement, or just the dirt, dirt. that also helps with balance. Yes, it Because does. some of the boxers also used to... Um, train in a gym mm-hmm. so that actually helped with their balance just real quick Vinny oil b pitbull crews a knockout artist for sure yeah, for and real. yes and then we were talking about which what are you about to say i was about to say about the fight with him and Devonte davis oh yeah baby listen now Devonte, we we love you bro we we, we, we do we, we we are big fans we do and but i think you need to run that back with victor crew i mean isaac cruz you you I mean, because that dude right there is serious. And, you know, if the division is going to be com- competitive, fight the top the top people, fight the top people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're in the top ten, the, the number one fight number ten, number two fight number nine, number three, eight, and so forth and so forth. And so, like, you know, just to make it competitive. But Isaac Cruz, man, he's serious, and we are a big fan of his, man. He's so humble, he's respectful, he's professional, man. And, you know, even when um, uh, Devontae Davis gave him, Javante Davis gave him an opportunity to fight, uh, he went to Javante and said, man, thank you so much for the opportunity to fight. And as a result of him giving that opportunity in the way he displayed professionalism, he had an opportunity to get on the card, the recent card that mm-hmm. uh, when Devontae Davis had to fight with, uh, what's Santa, his name? Santa La Cruz. No. Nah, You're uh, not talking about that one? No, nah, I'm talking about his recent fight. I forgot to do Rolling. The dude he knocked Oh, out. yeah. Uh, yeah, Rolling. Yeah. And he was, and the one that was making all those little smart comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But, excuse me. But, but, but uh, Isaac Cruz was on that fighting mm-hmm. card, you know what I mean? So that just to show that having professionalism is very important because when you demonstrate a level of humility, humility comes before the promotion, pride comes before the fall. I think every fighter should understand that. I think that every human being should un- understand that whether you box it or not, not, humility comes before the promotion, pride comes before the fall. That is true. And that reminds me of Muhammad Ali, Hmm. because Muhammad Ali was a man of integrity inside of the boxing ring, within the boxing industry and and society outside in the community. And he stood up for what he believed in. Maybe you want to talk about the Muhammad Ali Act? Oh, yeah. That's why Senator... John McCain. Rest in peace, Senator John McCain. Who was also a former boxer himself. Named the Muhammad Ali Boxing Reform Act after Muhammad Ali because he wanted to bring that integrity to 
the boxing industry. And so I don't re-repeat what I just said, but it's because of what Muhammad Ali stood for in his character and integrity. So they did that, and that was actually created to reform unfair and anti-competitive practices within the boxing industry. So it would protect the boxers from the promoters because unfortunately the promoters were making, had secret contracts. Under the table deals. Yes. And also they were, had um, agreements with the management of the boxer. So it was like they were going, crossing over the line. So with the Ali Act, there's no more of that. They're they're separate. Mm-hmm. So they're keeping it away from each other. Can I ask you a question? Uh, go ahead. Besides, how, how do you feel the Muhammad Ali Act is relevant today? Because I'm going to be honest with you, Sheila. I didn't I never heard about that until mm-hmm. you was doing your research and you and I began to talk mm-hmm. and you brought that to my attention. And you and I know how important Muhammad Ali is to the boxing community, but he's also important to the African-American community Facts. for what he stood for as a black man in this country. Facts. So now that he has gone on to be with the Lord, how do you think his legacy, as it pertains to this legislative uh, act in Congress that they uh, approved, how does it really affect the African-American community? Well, the African-American community should actually look into this reform act because... You say boxers? You, no, just boxers, boxers and, and, just, and trainers. Just, just everyone. Just, just everyone. Gotcha. Because of, once again, what he stood for, he sacrificed himself. And then his family also supported him Hmm. because he wasn't making the money because of what he believed in. So within the African community, that means that we should all be coming together. We should all be, um, what's the word that I want to say? to encourage the youth, the at-risk youth. Hmm. That's what we really need to do. Instead of just being separate, we should be coming together. Like my husband said, when the Hispanic community comes to the United States, travels from where they are to the United States to support one of their own, that's what we need to start doing. Whether it's within the boxing industry, or out of the boxing industry. Everybody plays a part. That's how that's how things work. And you know what, baby? Muhammad Ali was an amazing human being. And for for Congress, the United States Congress, to put a bill mm-hmm. into your name, mm-hmm. in order for a bill to get approved, it must go through the U.S. House of Representatives mm-hmm. and the United States Senators, mm-hmm. right? And I think that it is so appropriate for a man of that magnitude to have a law Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that the fighters are compensated Mm -hmm. and not taken advantage of, whereas the managers and promoters promoters are predatorial Mm -hmm. boxing Mm -hmm. um, practices, business boxing. 
business, boxing business practice, excuse me. B, 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 B. For real. And I, you know, like over the weekend, shout out to Rick Glazer. Mm-hmm. He called out Don King. Yeah, facts. He called out Don King for mismanagement of fiduciary means to a fighter who deserved his prize from fighting a fight. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very disappointing, Sheila. Yeah. I must say, when I hear Don King in in some type of controversy about not paying the fighters, mm-hmm. I mean, that was the big issue between mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, mm-hmm. you know, that Don King, you know, misappropriated some funds or whatever. But, I mean, here it is, like, he had a great reign in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? It's 2022, and you still hearing negativity about his his character. And that's why we believe that Customato is such an icon to us because of his character, what he stood for. And if I may say, Sheila, mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people in our community would say, well, he's campaigning for a white man, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But it's not him being a white man that I'm campaigning and is inspired by. I'm inspired by his legacy. Mm -hmm. During that time when Customato was alive, when he would travel with his fighters, I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking about it, like he would stand up for his fighters when they couldn't go through the front door. There were um, business establishments that didn't allow black people to come into the building, period. So they would have to sleep out in the in the bus and Cuss would sleep out there with them. He could go into the hotel rooms, I mean, in the hotels and sleep, him and Camille, but he stood for a purpose. And, and to me, for a man, a white man, to stand up for black kids during that time, it said a lot about him, like he didn't care. And that's why me and Sheila have so much admiration for Custom Model. I mean, he was taking kids out the slums, the ghetto of New York, Brooklyn. I mean, he was putting them in a in in his personal 14-bedroom mansion. Some of these kids he ain't even know. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, man, like, so with the Stafford Boxing Club, that's what that's that's what this is about. This is about reaching back to those at-risk youth in the black community and and instilling them discipline, structure, self-esteem, confidence, financial literacy, the importance of an education, mannerism. All our kids, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. That's how we run in our ship. We stand on principles. We stand on the Bible. That's just what we believe. We believe what we believe because it worked for us and it has gotten us to this point. So we love Custom Model for real. That's no cappuccino. And Sheila and I hope that one day when we go on to be with the Lord, that someone will be inspired by our legacy, by what we contributed, about what we stood for in the community, just like Cus did. Because the scripture said that one generation is supposed to leave an inheritance for the next generation. And that's how you grow and mature as a people. And if I may say this, Sheila, with all due respect, 
I got you all in the comments. Give me a moment. <laughs> Man, shout out to the Jewish community, man. I mean that, man. Like, man, I, I really appreciate y'all's support, man. Like, man, I really do. I really do, man. I, I appreciate the community, the Jewish community. I really do, man. It's very humbling. It's very humbling that, that the Jewish community would embrace a black man and a black woman, husband and wife, for a cause like this. And I was I was watching this show. Well, I was watching a video of the prime minister from Ethiopia. And he was speaking in their language, but there was an English trans translation. And in that translation, he said, when the Civil Rights Act was passed by Congress, Jewish people and the African-American people were in the same predicament. The difference is that the Jewish community, they took that opportunity and created wealth. They, they empowered themselves with positions in different industries. They collaborated their resources and supported where the Jewish community has a stronghold on corporate America in the United States. Then the prime minister from Ethiopia said, African-Americans, you free, but you poor. And I looked at, and, I, and when he said it, I was like, man, like, I got to thinking and I'm trying to look and I'm thinking about it in our community. And I'm saying to myself, like, the only thing I see that we do is kill each other. So do I fault the prime minister from Ethiopia saying that? No, he calling it like it is. And so by the grace of God, I hope that me and Sheila can make a change in our community and that the community will support the Stafford Boxing Club. Not because it's me and Sheila. My last name is Stafford. Because we're using it as a vehicle to, to go to at-risk youth. It seems like our youth is more so um, involved with their sexual identity instead of their intellectual and educational identity. When I look at the history of African-American, like our ancestors, they were some solid folks. They were well-educated. They dressed well. And today, I just think that everybody want to be a rapper. Everybody want to entertain and all that. But we don't have no power. That's still like being a slave, in my in my humble opinion. All the money that has gone through the churches, the black churches, the the entertainers, the athletes, and we still don't own nothing, man. Still don't own nothing. We we have this crab in the bucket mentality. We don't, you know, I hurt you, I do that. All that old type of energy that you got towards another black person, how come you don't use that energy towards your dreams? How come you don't? You know what I'm saying? It's more black women in college than it is black men. You don't want to discipline yourself. So boxing is a way that we can use to attract these youth and, and teach them about that aggressive behavior. Like, hey, man, these white folks will give you alphabet. No cap. They'll give you alphabet. They'll give you 100 years. They'll give you 100 years. And that's not what our ancestors, you know, uh, fought and died for. As a matter of fact, I feel in my humble opinion that 
our ancestors should have the opportunity to have the freedom that we have today. And we deserve to be in shackles because we just don't do anything with our freedom. We talk about each other. We, we, we don't encourage each other. Everybody think that they better. And we don't own nothing. We don't own nothing. Nothing. He said it all. Man, I don't I'm even just, have anything to say. He's, he said it all. We just, you know what I mean? And like, that's why when I heard about Don King, and I'm like, bro, come on, bro. You, bro, you've been blessed with the opportunity to have your name mentioned across the world. And yes, you giving fighters an opportunity to fight, but as a promoter and manager, you making millions and millions of dollars. We Glazer said that it was what a, a billion dollars been passed through him and Mike Tyson, Whew. and you still with this this buffalo, bro. Like you're making it bad for the next person that comes. It bad, bro. That's that's coming after you. You you making it bad, bro. You making it you 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 making it bad, bro. You making it bad. I mean, you should be ashamed. Like at some point, a man that went to prison. Hmm got an opportunity to promote at the highest level one of the most famous boxers of, of all time. And you still with this bouffole, bruh. And and I salute Rick Glazer for calling you out. He say y'all partners and everything, but wrong is wrong and right is right. And that's why I, I, I really like these Jewish folk, man. They'll help you, man, for real. And I really appreciate because I'm going to be honest with you, man. We've been... Man, we've been having problems with the Negroes, man. You know what I mean? Like, you're not professional. Keep your word, man. That's the thing that I admire about the Jewish community, man. Their word is they born, bro. Oh, shout out to uh, Russell. Yeah, Russell Peltz. Yep. Man, listen, let me tell you about him. Russell Peltz, he is not savvy when it comes to technology. But, man, he went above and beyond to make sure that he was there for my wife in the midst of his wife going through uh, cataract surgery. He wanted to make himself available to be on the staff of boxing. And I ain't going to call you black folks out who, who acted real fraud and was plexing because of me and my wife got the podcast show and we invited you. And you don't even call back, bro. And you not. And then the crazy part about it is you don't even have no power. None of y'all have no power. All the power. Anyway, so, you know, shout out to Russell Pelton. And his wife. And his wife. And then when my wife was at Georgia State, what was it, last year? And you call him out the blue. Who? Uh, you talking about Russell? Yeah, Russell Pelts. Yeah, that, no, that. That it was, was sophomore my, year? Yeah, that's okay. when I first started. Sophomore downtown. year, my wife called Russell Peltz. Well, I emailed he him. He emailed him, said, hey, listen, I'm taking a journalism class at Georgia State University. I wanted to interview you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Man, I swear it seemed it like, like five minutes, said, yeah, three minutes, five minutes left. Five minutes later, bam, bam, bam. And didn't even know me. Didn't even know my <laughs> wife. Didn't even know my wife. Extended himself. Then... He let my wife know after the interview, Texas said, if you need anything, I'm talking about contracts, whatever, just give me a call. Mm -hmm. Jackie Callen. Oh, yeah, she's amazing. I mean, right. I, I mean, Jackie I mean, Callen. Jackie Callen is, is an icon in the boxing industry. The first lady of boxing. You know what I'm saying? Reached out to her. 
Oh yeah, sure. Woo woo. She was uh James Tony uh manager. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And like I don't understand it then. And James Feldman. We can't forget oh. him. Oh, we can't forget him. Celebrity boxing is, is real. I mean, some people may see like it's a joke or whatever, but at the same time, what he's done is carve a piece in the boxing industry of, of marketing opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them Paul boys, Logan and uh, Jake Paul. Yeah. Like, for real, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they bring in a different element to the boxing industry, bringing exposure because at one point, point of time yeah. boxing wasn't real it was going down was. mma was like yeah. coming up and them boys they using technology calling youtubers or whatever you want to do but say about them boys but they bringing that bread they bringing fans to the sport of boxing you get what i'm saying and and i really got a lot of respect for them boys and um what's what's else my boy name um uh rick glazer man we just had him on the show man and, man, he was like, yo, man, and these are bosses, bro. These are bosses. And we're not going to even, I'm the type of person, I'm not even going to say nothing about nobody. You get what I'm saying? Because I heard a, a, a saying one time I was attending a conference. And the lady said, be careful of the toes that you step on today. Because the toes that you step on today may be the ass you kiss tomorrow. And that is no cappuccino. Let me read the comments. So, Scrapbook Boxing, good afternoon, Sheila, and your well-supported husband. I always enjoy your program. Thank you. Scrapbook Boxing, exactly right. Scrapbook Boxing, absolutely right, brother, because I had a gym called Grammy's Gym on 14th Street in New York. Mm. In Manhattan, 14th Street, New York City, and then Scrapbook uh Scrapbook Boxing says, I'm proud of you all as a couple. It's inspiring. You are speaking all facts, Mr. Stafford. And then Scrapbook Boxing put the prayer. Uh, please, sir. It's emojis. very humble, but just call me Stafford. I, 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 you know, I'm just, I'm just a humble guy. I really appreciate the acknowledgement. But, baby, let's get to um the yeah uh, with the promote who? No, uh, I didn't even finish with the the promoters because since you were talking about Don King. Oh, okay, finish with what the with the reform act okay. uh, so also the contract has to be mutual and it has to specify the minimum number of fights per year that the boxer actually has to do and um, the one that I really really like too is the fact that um they're not, the boxers aren't made to hire the promoters, family, and friends, and their business partners, because mm -hmm. once upon a time, they had to do that. So that's like a conflict of interest. And what they were also doing was, which they don't have to do anymore, is that the promoters were actually taking a percentage of the boxing expenses, mm. which would actually breach the boxer's contract. So that's one of the things too. Um, the other thing was protecting the boxers from the sanctioning organizations. Because once upon a time, the managers, the boxers and promoters 
would give them hidden payment, which would be gifts and fees, which was over what the fees the promoters and the managers already had to pay. Mm. So they were giving them that. Also, it'll protect the boxers from the sanctioning organizations, from the way that the they um, do their ratings. Mm. Because that's where the mis mismatch fights happen. Because one boxer's rating might be high and he'll be skillful, but then another boxer is not as skillful as that boxer. So that's how the mismatch fights would happen. So when they do that, they now have to report it to the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission. Commission. So and IRS. Anytime that they change the boxers' ratings, they have to report that. Um, they also have to report any of the officials who voted on the ratings of the boxers. Mm. They also have to report that as well. So it's no more of that because, as we know, boxing is still has some corruption within it. But decades ago, they really had some serious corruptions, such as fixed fights, bribing, and referees. And the judges, even with the um, timing, like the the, the timer might mm. mal malfunction, so the referee's decision would totally be off. Oh, is it fair to say that's why the Muhammad Ali Act is important? Yeah, because it's really it's really supposed to protect the boxers. Because if you think of it this way. Boxers really need to have lawyers. Mm. Why? And, and the reason why? because the reason why they need to have lawyers is because of the way that the contract may be written mm. in a language where some people might not even understand it. Like I've actually read a contract that Top Rank had, and I had to read it over twice. And this was for a woman's contract. I read it. And Top rank was straight pimping these women. Don't get me wrong. Yes, they were grateful for having an opportunity because that was their passion. That's what they wanted to do. And that's what they had to do to make a living. So it'll be, what, like $4,000, $7,000. But payment for the networking. So networks that advertise the fights or anything, marketing, all of that, none of that went to the fighters. They just had like, it was almost like a down payment. Here's $4,000. That's all you're going to get. Everything else. But everything rank. else is top rank. Well, baby, you got to understand that Bob Abram is a lawyer by trade. He's a tax lawyer. And that's, and yeah, and I understand that. But Boxers really need to have lawyers because of the language. And not everybody reads thoroughly. You always have to read the fine print. You know, that small little writing that we like to just skip over because it's just so small and we may think that's a waste of time. That's one of the reasons why you get God. Because I think they purposely put that small writing there because they know everybody's not going to take the time. And then when they have a lot of papers in a contract, I'm just talking, period. Like if you have a contract, whether if you're getting an apartment, a house, 
they got all these papers and they know that people are really not going to read it because they're going to be like overwhelmed. I don't even want to read all this. I'm just going to go ahead and sign in and just do that. So boxers get lawyers. In addition to their managers. Yes. And the managers, you need to do your boxers right. This is the thing that I don't understand. What's up with all the greediness? I really don't get it. I'm always talking about when you are given an opportunity. When you're given an opportunity, you want to do the right thing because it's not all about you. It's about those that are with you, those that are watching, and those that are going to be coming after you. Well, these baby. boxers put, wait a minute, these boxers go through so much personally. You don't know what they're going through. It might be this one fighter that the family is seriously depending on for them to get the money. Not because they're lazy, but we just don't know what's going on. So then you want to take money or you want to half pay or you want to pimp somebody because you don't want to give them what's rightfully theirs. Look, you all don't know, and I'm not trying to sell us and I'm not, we're not the type of people that try to get everybody hyped like politicians and tell you one thing and then turn around and do the total opposite. That's not us. This is just the passion that you're hearing from us and the way that we live our lives, which is honestly. Do boxers and do people right. Pay what people, pay the value of whether it's your employees or your boxers. All of you all can make money if you do the right thing, just put the work in. I've already said that you all should, of course, yes, the boxer can market themselves, but that shouldn't be their main priority. Trying to get on all social media platforms and put certain things out there. No, hire somebody to market your boxers. There's plenty of people that's just graduated from college. And that's what they do. And that's exactly what they do because that's what I learned to do. Get your mind right. Stop being greedy. Stop taking advantage. And also, to all the promoters, don't think just because you have been getting away with what you've been getting away with for so long, don't think that things just don't come to a halt. Hmm. Everything is going to come to an end. Because hmm. now you've gotten real cocky. Greedy. Stop it. Greedy. Stop it. Hey, you feeling yourself. Okay, bet. Because I want people to be done right when they put the work in. Because I know how it is and that's what cuss was to about. not get paid for something that you deserve. Something that hard. I deserved and I worked hard and did went over and above what I was supposed to do because that's just the type of person that I am. But if I may say. Say it, please. At the end of the day, it's about the bottom line. It's about when you're promoting the sport of boxing, it's about entertaining the people yeah. to make sure that they getting a good product. So with that being said, it comes down to whether or not the boxer put in the work. A lot of boxers want the fame, they want the fortune, but they're not mm -hmm. willing to put in the work. That's true. And, and like 
Rick Glazer was talking a, a couple of weeks ago. He said the difference between the fighters of back then mm, and now is that they sweet. <laughs> he, he say, he say like with sweet. the Krispy Kreme with the light on. The yeah, the red light. light it's just it's like a glazed donut, just super sweet, man. You know what I mean? Like you're not mentally strong. You don't have the discipline with all the distraction. How do you expect to be a champion? How do you expect for a promoter to market you when you don't want to be disciplined and avoid certain situations? If you put in the work and discipline yourself, eventually you're gonna to get to that point. If you're in the if you're in the back of the line and you keep working, eventually you're gonna to get to the front of the line. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. There's no cap. Scrapbook boxing. I like that scrapbook boxing. 1952, Archie Moore was paid eight hundred dollars, and Joey Maxim was paid one hundred thousand. Is that one hundred to fight in a world championship fight? Manager Jack Kearns was both manager and promoter, Ali Axe stops that. You're absolutely right. For sure. Because it actually separates it, too. For sure. So, look, I have this story from the Bible. Everybody should be familiar with it because they always play it a few days before Easter, and then they play it on Easter Sunday. So it's about Moses. Moses' mother was a Hebrew woman. And during that time, the king of Egypt had instructed the midwives that any Hebrew woman that gave birth, if it was a boy, then they're supposed to kill him. The reason why he said that was because the Hebrews were multiplying so fast. It was so many of them. And they were concerned that the Hebrews would actually overtake them and overpower them. So. Great. Okay, so anywho, his mother hit him, put him in a basket in the Nile River, and his sister just watched over him. So Pharaoh's daughter found him. She raised him as her own. So Moses one day was out, and he saw an Egyptian mistreat a Hebrew. Now, the Hebrews at that time in Egypt, they were slaves. So... Moses ended up killing the Egyptian. He then saw and heard two Hebrews fighting and talking. So Moses asked him, why are you mistreating your brother? Well, the Hebrew said, are you going to do the same thing that you did to the Egyptian? So Moses got out of there. He fled. Pew. So during that time, he got married. And God was talking to him and God was grooming him because God told him, I want you to go back to Egypt. I want you to get my people. I've heard their cries and I've heard their prayers. Moses wasn't really confident. He had an issue with his speech. So God said, okay, your cousin Aaron is going to go with you. So he packed his family. They went to Egypt. Now, they talked to Pharaoh several times, but Pharaoh was very hard-headed. God hardened his heart. There was many plagues that came. I'm not going to say all of them, but it was the plague of blood, the gnats, the frogs, the boils that you can get on your skin, and darkness. Now, the last one was the critical one because all firstborns, were going to be killed. So the Hebrews had to kill a one-year-old lamb, no defect on it. 
So they use the blood to put over the door frames and the sides of the door frames. So when God came, he would pass by all of those houses that actually had the blood. Well. So at 12 o'clock, everyone who was associated with Pharaoh, all their firstborns were killed, even the livestock and even they had Egyptian slaves. Their firstborn was killed as well. Hmm. So Moses and Aaron goes back to Pharaoh and says, okay. Pharaoh says, go, go, go leave my people. So the Hebrews asked for articles of gold and silver from the Egyptians. They gave it to him. They left. Now they crossed over the red, through, excuse me, the Red Sea because God instructed Moses to stretch out his hand. Now they got to thinking, Pharaoh and the Egyptians, what did we just do? Who's gonna serve us? Who's gonna do all this work? We have nobody. Well, of course, yes, you're right. They went after the Hebrews. So God caused confusion, was jamming up the chariots, wheels. As soon as the Hebrews crossed, through the Red Sea because God had parted it. You know how you part your hair and it's over like that? That's exactly what God did. He parted the Red Sea. Once the Hebrews crossed over, God said, stretch out your hand. He stretched out his hand again and all the water went back to how it normally is. So Pharaoh and all the Egyptians that was with him, they're no longer. So by association, by association with Pharaoh, they suffered by not doing what was supposed to be the right thing to do. It's kind of like I was telling my husband, when you have a glass and you just pour the water, it's going to overflow and it's just going to keep on going. So it's going to affect you. So that's why I was saying that, um, first of all, you have to be careful who you associate yourself with. My husband said pride comes before the fall. And because so many people and businesses have been getting away with things that's not right. Unethical business practices. I like that. Thank you. That's why I love them. We work great together. And to, to echo on what you were saying Facts. and the, the story of Moses, and that was a, a great story i love the way that you illustrated as you was talking i was kind of like my mind started to go there and i remember when we started the the stafford boxing club and it came to us in a vision from god mm -hmm. and you and i talked mm -hmm. right and it's just like when um moses sent two to the promised land mm -hmm. which was joshua and caleb mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so we haven't had any experience in the boxing industry, mm -hmm. but when we began to do our research, we discovered that it was flowing with milk and honey. Mm -hmm. Now, we came back with the good report. We talked mm -hmm. it over with people. They was like, man, you're not going to get in. Bob Abram, top rank, Don King, all them guys, they control everything. You'll never get this. You'll never get that. And I was like, wow, baby. You know, God said for us to go over there. Mm -hmm. But when we came back and told our peers, everyone was like, man, you got to have millions of dollars. You got to do this. You got to do that, that. But two came back with the good report. Mm -hmm. 
me and Sheila, mm -hmm. we saw that over in the boxing industry, it's flowing with milk and honey. Oh, it's a lot of giants over there. Oh, it's a lot of giants over there. But we seen an opportunity. The other thing is this. The God of Israel, who we serve and we believe in, Abraham, is bigger than top-ranked Bob Abram, any other promoter, any crookedness or anything that's going on in the boxing industry. And we know that the boxing industry is a playground for gangsters. I know that. But this is what's going to allow me and Sheila the opportunity to get in front of those people so that you can see the Stafford Boxing logo. Yeah, you can see it. You get what I'm saying? What's up, E? Yeah, it's going to be the favor of God because the scripture said, he that findeth a wife <laughs> findeth a treasure and obtain favor from the Lord. See, a woman got a lot of Scooby, Scooby snacks in that treasure box. You see what I'm saying? So it's going to be the favor of God that's going to get us in front of Bob Abram. It's going and, and Bob, with all due respect, I'm not a lawyer. I don't pretend to be a lawyer. I have no desire to, to, to practice law, and I'm not practicing law. Let me make that disclaimer. I know that you have a background in law. You went to undergrad at NYU, got your... JD from Harvard University, the best of the best, right? So I know how your thinking is. You are a, a shrewd businessman. The only thing you care about is the bottom line. Now, Bob, I have seen so many things about your past. I've read about them. This is in black and white. And I look at you as one of the game dogs that have been tested. You've been, you know what I mean? You've been in a lot of matches. You've been, you know. And you got a lot of scars from your experience. So when me and my wife sit before you, we're we not going to leave with empty-handed. We want to leave with some paperwork. But we're not going to leave with that paperwork that you had them fighters sign. And, and it's not going to be no kumbaya or anything like that. And, baby, me and you was talking, and we I, I, was, I was asking you, I said, well, baby, what does Top Rank and Bob Abram get out of helping the Stafford Boxing Club, our nonprofit organization? And you said he'll be helping the at-risk youth the same that Cuss did and also helping a community and helping those within the community that don't look like him. See what I'm saying? Bob, I'm, we, we coming. We, we is coming. Did you hear me? I'm like that dog. When you go to a dog man yard, he'll show you all the dogs like, hey, man, they go that dog over there. They go that dog over there. And yeah, whoop the whoop whoop. But he say, hey, man, I got this dog that's in the back. He in the woods. And when you walk in through the woods and you see that dog, he got a thicker chain on his neck. When you look at his dog house, it's been, it's been, man, the dog done ate it up. What's up, Trap? My uh, partner named Trap. Another good dog, man, a, a great friend of mine. One more question. He um, published his, his new book, and I'm going to get him on the show, and he's going to talk about his book. But anyway, so th the dog that's way in the back where no one can see, that's me. I got a lot of scars on me. I'm, I'm the dog that 
every other dog man want to breed his female to. It's in my blood. I'm game. I keep scratching. That's just me. No matter what happens, I'm going to keep scratching. That's the spirit of Christ in me. It, it allows me to keep scratching. So when people told me what Bob Abram and top rank and da 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 this, that, and that to the third, I'm like, bro, I don't fear nothing. At this point, everything I've been through in my life, I had already accepted my faith. See, me, I want to die as an honorable man. That means a lot to me because once I'm gone, I cannot change what is written about me. I want people to praise my name. Say, man, this was a great dude. He impacted the community. We look up to him. We celebrate him for, for being a faithful man to his wife. That's what I'm about. I'm about making change. But I know that I'm not going to be able to get through these doors Unless I got my wife on my team. Together, we make a powerful team. There is no other um, couple or individual that's approaching the boxing industry the way we're approaching it. We're approaching it as a husband and wife. So I feel very confident that my wife is beautiful. She's powerful. Um, she's you. intelligent. You know, I'm just a game dog. I just keep scratching. I, I'm... I'm you know what, Bob? I'm going to be honest with you. I get a hard erection when me and my wife get some money together and when we close deals together. I really do. So I'm determined to get to that table with you. I'm determined to walk away with some paperwork that's going to support the Stafford Boxing Club, our nonprofit organization. Like my wife said, Bob, I know you don't be remembered as a can of tomatoes. Mm. I know you don't. Mm. I know you don't. And you know what, Bob? You stubborn. You in your own ways. You're 90 years old. You see things the way you see it. But, bro, one thing about life is change. And I ain't even talking about Todd, but, I mean, all due respect, I know you, you know, you you, you got an education economics, but you got the game from, from Bob. You, you know, Bob got them, them scars. Like, he's the, he's, he's the top guy. He, he's the guy that I want to sit across and look him in his eyes. I want that opportunity, and it's going to come. It's going to come, me and my wife, and we're going to walk away with some paperwork. We do. Like I say, Bob, I'm not no attorney, but I know how to file a motion. I know how to file a complaint. I know how to oppose uh, a response from a defendant if I'm the plaintiff. I know how to uh, write a brief. I know, all, I know how to do all that stuff. So when I look at paperwork, legal paperwork, I'm looking at it from as a an attorney, but I'm not attorney. You can refer to me as a pro se litigant. <laughs> but the law library at the federal courthouse library here in Atlanta, she said, I didn't see so many litigant, pro se litigants come through here. White, black, Asian, male, female, all of them say, I ain't never seen nothing like you. Like you different. You you don't remind me of an attorney. I mean a uh, a pro se litigant. You remind me of a an attorney. What makes a successful uh, litigator is his preparation. I know how to go in the law library and, and and search for certain things that I need to search. Let me give you a quick story. Talking about Marion, the the uh, library clerk mm -hmm. at uh the Cab County Courthouse. So one day. Me and my wife, we was living in some apartments, and we was having landlord-tenant um, complications. And so we went to court. And so 
the judge told me, he said, hey, listen, I'm going to give you an opportunity to correct this. And the landlord had their attorney show up. I didn't know nothing about law or whatever, but what I did know about was research. I, I completed a business plan in the plasma industry, and that experience gave me uh, the tools to learn how to research analytical information and comprehend it and put it in black and white. So I went to the law library in the courthouse, and a little short lady, her name was Mary. And I told her, I said, yeah, the judge sent me down here and told me to woo-woo. She said, I tell you what, if you come here once a week for two hours, I will teach you for five weeks. I will teach you what you need to know about researching in the law library. And I was like, cool. I, I did it for six weeks. And my wife would tell you. That case that I had before the landlord, I won. Matter of fact, I didn't have other civil um, situations where I didn't came out on top. Matter of fact, you can ask, ask Georgia State about me. Ask Georgia State. Matter of fact, yeah, I might didn't, I might not have got that hundred bands, but what I did, I made an opportunity for the first African-American president in school history to have his opportunity, Mark Becker. Yeah, but anyway, Bob Abram, man, I'm, I'm, I swear, man, I'm, I'm gonna keep coming after you, bro. I'm, I'm, man, you're gonna have your folks get in contact with me. Like, I got a platform. That's the thing, the Stafford Boxing Report is our platform, and we gonna keep knocking. It's like in the scripture it talk about the lady, the, uh, the widow. Yeah, it was it was a widow. The judge neither feared God nor man, but the widow kept coming to the judge so many times that the judge said, "I'm gonna grant you justice against your adversaries because I don't want you to wear me out." Man, I'm gonna wear you out, bro. I promise you, I'm gonna keep scratching, bro. I'm gonna keep scratching, bro. I'm I'm really game like that. And at this point, I'm willing to give my life for this. I this this is my calling with my wife. We willing to give our life for this. We want an opportunity for the at-risk kids to be able to come to the Stafford Boxing Club and eventually the Stafford Boxing Gym to have a safe place to come to learn and to receive some love from 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 two individuals that love each other. And that's what's missing in the black community, a healthy black marriage. This ain't no reality, celebrity reality, none of that. We're not with that. We're not compromising. We're standing on business, and that's straight up. We're standing on business. It's premium over here. We're pushing P, pressure, premium, perseverance. That's what we're pushing over here, and we mean business. We're not going to stop, Bob Abram, top rank. What's that boy name? Jacob, whatever, Brian Jacob, Josh, I don't know. I forgot his name, but... Man, we coming, bro. You're going to have to see us. You're going to have to see us one way or the other because we're going to. And you know what, Bob? I'm going to tell you this. We know that you can, you know, you're not going to get rattled. You didn't experience everything that people, Bob, even this, Bob, and you, you know, none of that means anything. But I know, Bob, you want, you don't want to be, you do not want to be remembered as a can of tomato. And he guess what? He reminds me of Pharaoh. 
And yeah, you remind us of Pharaoh. You didn't finesse so many people out of so much money. You didn't made hundreds of millions of dollars. Black folks, yes, you gave black people, black boxes, an opportunity to um, to to make a living, et cetera, et cetera. But it's time for a change, big dog. It's one thing about life, it's change. And Sheila, the Stafford Boxing, we represent change. I'm going to read these comments real quick. Scrapbook Boxing, love your show, absolutely. And Andrea Pennant, remember my question? Yes. Now, some of your question I did answer what when we were about? talking about the Ali Act. Uh -huh. And and the rest of the question is, it's, on, it's really on the boxers and the promoters because earlier my husband said that the boxers are going to have to put in the work. You can't be lazy. It's more majority of a, a mental mentality that they have to really. Baby, what's our slogan? Stafford Box and the Making a Champion. <laughs> Let me answer the, the answer this question. So it really falls on the boxers because the boxers do have a responsibility because they have to train. They have to be dedicated. They have to be confident they have they're going to have to put in that work and plus some they're going to have to stay in that gym they're going to have to make sacrifices they're going to have to make sure that there's no distractions from them man we want man we want people with high character and it's also the promoters because a lot of times promoters and management teams can break the boxer spirit to be honest with you, hmm. they really can. And by doing that is either by words or not giving them the money that they rightfully deserved and they worked hard for. Man, we love this boxing thing. So, that, so yes, real. it can become just like the NBA and the NFL. It can. It can. It will be. Got, yeah, it will be, but yeah. you got to put in that work. Got put in that you have word. to put in the word. That's for everybody, even with the pay-per-view. Baby, you look like Pocahontas, no cappuccino. Thank you. So, yes, it can be. It's all about work. So, since we were talking about sacrifices and the Muhammad Ali Reform Act, there's a young lady that I talked about a little bit on July 4th, but I want to go more into depth about her. Lady Tiger. Actually, she spelled it T-Y-G-E-R. Mm -hmm. And her name is Marion Trimiar. I'm going to read because I want to make sure that I give you the proper information of why she went on a hunger strike. So let me just tell you this first and then we'll talk some more. She went on a hunger strike for the women the women boxers, the women coming into the boxing industry for one major network coverage for women. Compensation from network promoters for a loss of livelihood. Equal corporate sponsorship mm -hmm. of women participation in boxing. The promotion of boxing for girls and women in boxing. Economic parity for women on all professional boxing cards. Now, parity is the state or condition of being equal, especially when it comes to pay 
and how you're being treated. Okay, then. <laughs> the promotion of boxing as an amateur and a professional sport for women. The licensing of all qualified female applicants in their respective states. Because remember, she just didn't have to fight in the boxing ring. She had to actually fight to get her license. Mm. The hunger strike, it began on April 1st in 87, and then it went on to April 6, 87, but she really wasn't gonna stop until change, those changes were made for women. And I really have to um, read this for you all right here. And this is another reason why, too, I get excited because this young lady, she put her life sacrifice on the line, a sacrifice for female boxers because she saw firsthand how they were being treated and also how they were actually being taken advantage of. So I want to read this word from word because if I don't, you know, you can get into trouble if you don't say it right, so let me read this to you. Marion Trimiar has been on a hunger strike, I'm gonna read this whole thing, since April 1st, fighting for the rights of female boxer. She picketed promoter Don King in his New York office on Tuesday to get more recognition and prize money but she was also doing it because of Bob Arum being mm. prejudiced as well. I just had to put that in. Bob, break bread. Break, and also, bread, let me tell you, she also uh, picketed the Hagler and uh, Leonard fight because of that. Mm. But also, I have to read this too because I'm quoting. Now, do you all remember when Bob Arum filed a lawsuit against HBO because they said they were trying to be the promoter and trying to push him out to exclude him from being a promoter? Do you all remember that? Well, let me read this quote that he said. Instead of working with promoters like they have done in the past, they have become promoters themselves. Hmm. They make the fights just like promoters and pay fighters, said Bob Arum. So... Bob, I guess you've my, been pimping a long I, time. I think bro. I think my question is, if you were done an injustice, mm. why do you turn around and do the same thing to others? To others, I don't get that. I mean, the saying is, "Hurt people, hurt people." It's greed. It's greed. Well, there's enough money for everybody to be. Bob, able don't to see make. it that way. There's enough money out here for Bob all of us to way. be able to make it. Hey, Bob, listen to we this. We know when you're in the dinosaurs, like the dinosaurs hey, era. Yeah, but because that was Moses when. Moses dead. Joshua hey, Caleb alive. Hey, that was when 
women were so-called, which is nothing wrong with it. We're just supposed to stay at home and raise the kids and take care of the household and make sure the husband's dinner and breakfast and packed his lunch. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because I do that. You know, I, I serve. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at your all. Husband. But yeah, your husband, yeah, I'm make, sorry. Yeah, make sure. But during these times, women was like, I want to do something. I want to do something and fight. And women fights are exciting. They really are. They we really watched are. a few women fights. They are exciting. And I'm excited about Clarissa Shields. Or Clarissa Fields. Is it Fields or Shields? Clarissa Shields. Oh, Clarissa Shields. Uh, my, my bad. Oh, you're going to have this girl go after you on Twitter? Oh, that's another thing. She does market herself. You can't ever forget this young lady. And she's going to say what she wants to say and how she's going to say it. She from Flint, Michigan. Ooh, you don't want none of that smoke. Yeah, she, she from Flint. That's that thick smoke that when that car does that backfire and it comes out. First it comes out real light, but then it... And then that real dark smoke comes out. Y'all when I see that Clarissa Shields, I see a survivor. She is a survivor. I see someone that will do whatever it takes to become what she see herself in the spirit. Yeah, and she speaks it too. I do have to say that she she speaks what she wants and what she sees for herself in existence. Like she just speaks it out, and that's really what you're supposed to do. And she believes in herself. Yes. So Clarissa, we know you're getting ready for your fight. So much respect. And much success. But after your fight, we would really love for you to come on the show because you have been through so much and you have overcome so many obstacles that people, period, especially our kids, they need to hear how... The, the struggles that you went through, but what you had to do to overcome to get to where you are now. As because, a female boxer. Facts. And because a lot of people don't have that in them or they don't, they do have it in them, but they don't know that they have it in them. And some, some people like myself really did not have, um, like when I found myself in certain situations that I didn't purposely put myself in, but I did sometimes. So um, I didn't have anyone to say, okay, Sheila, that's not right. This is what you need to do. You are beautiful. You don't have to go through things like that. I didn't, I didn't have that. And, and I think a lot of kids, they don't, have that because Wait a minute, baby. You, you, no, you got no. that when, when you yeah. met me. Yeah, but I'm yeah, talking let, let, about... Let, let the world but, know. But they know that we're not going through those type of marital... Issues. Issues. Yeah, but when you say... I'm, but, I'm well, that's my... Okay, my fault. That My past. You know, I didn't have that. So she would really be instrumental. And since this is shown globally, it's, it's so many people going through so much. So, and I like, really love her work ethic. Yes, you know, yes. I hear so much about these jobs, right? Ever since the pandemic, it's like either <laughs> people don't want to work anymore or they apply for the job. And I know when you apply for the job, 
they've already told you what your responsibilities are. So then you say, okay, because you're in a situation and you need to make the money. But then when you get the job, you don't don't even do anything and you have to do it. So then that puts pressure and that extra workload on and responsibilities on the other people. And then they're not even getting paid because it's almost like they don't want to get paid because, and I'm going to keep it real. They said, well, the, the, the company is owned and it's ran by white people. And then the people that I talked to who was black and I'll be like, what does that have to do with it? Hmm. Ask you, you need to ask for a raise because that book that you read, and I can't believe I just had a brain freeze. I'll tell you a little bit of what was in it, that you don't have to tell a black person to go to the oh, back. Um, the Miseducation of a Negro by Carter G. Woodson. Yeah, now that was a really great book. So it's almost kind of like that. Like you don't want to ask because you're scared because of the color of their skin. And babe, let me say this, Clarissa Shields, but we we love you don't too, give, Savannah. Don't Marshall. give your time to to white media publications, but then when a black um, podcast um, show reach out to you and your team, don't you know what I mean? Just say not at this time, but not answering us is like a form of disrespect. Or just say no if you don't want no. to, because you have that no. you have that right, and then you have we can not, just go ahead and right. just keep But just be professional. Oh, shout out to James Hagler. Yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah, James Hagler. Yep. Don't even worry about it. And Estella. Baby, baby, we got to get Isaac Cruz on here. Okay. Hey, straight up, we're going to reach out to the Hispanic community. You know what I mean? And get them on the show. Get some of their fighters. Get, you know, get their perspective and what boxing means to their communities. And Because I have my perception based upon the way I look at it. But I need to hear it from them. And this would be a great opportunity. Also, it is show that. You know, us black folks, we want to connect with the Hispanic community and we want to connect with the African community. Uh, We want to connect with any community that wants to work with Stafford and Sheila. We have a platform here. It's global. We would love and, you know, we would love to have you on the show. And it would truly be an honor for you to share your testimony and inspire others who are listening to the show worldwide about boxing and how it has impacted your life as well as the others that's connected to you. And women, we need your support too, because I'm speaking highly for the rights of women. Oh, wait a minute, baby. We tripping. In the boxing Baby, industry. we tripping. Uh-uh. What happened? We tripping, baby. What did what? Man, we forgot to tell them that we was on the phone with the guy from... Uh, out, just out of the country. Out of the country. Mm-hmm. And he called. No, I called. No, he called Miriam on three way. Okay. He called Miriam on three way, and we heard her voice. I know. I'm not even gonna lie, y'all. I was starstruck, hey, man, and that's the I first time lie. I've was... ever been. That's the first time I don't get starstruck with anybody. Mm-hmm. I've seen some rappers. I've seen entertainers. Nah. I do not get starstruck. I'm just like this. I start having goosebumps when I heard her voice. And we the, hope to have her on the show. For for real. And and when she was talking, I was having goosebumps all on my arm because I was like, man, and I was just thinking, I was like, Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity just to stand on her shoulders. Without her, 
we wouldn't even be in this position. We wouldn't have a strong foundation to stand on. Like, like seriously, like when we heard her and then the guy was like, hey, listen, I have a, um, a couple, your husband and wife that's, you know, going to have an impact in the uh, boxing industry. And, baby, should I tell him about what he said about in the black community when he came to Atlanta? I mean, you can. Okay. So, first, the guy asked me, he said, man, are you a pastor, man? Because talking to you reminds me, I'm not going to say, I'm going to let her say what he said Re about me. Reminded him of uh, Martin Luther King and... Um, I'm sorry. I got a lot going on in my head today. You do the other. Rosa Parks. Was, uh, Rosa, yeah, Rosa Parks. Right. So anyway, when he said that, I was like, Shh. I was speechless. I didn't even know what to say after that. But I'm used to it. But anyway, um, he was saying when he came to Atlanta. You know what I mean? And, and we're like, not talking down on the black community. Nah, we just, we're just shedding some things in light and trying and, and holding all of us accountable. So for someone that is not a native of this country and from another part of the world and he makes a visit to Atlanta and he goes throughout the black community and he sees a high number of churches on each corner, mm -hmm. he said that I find that to be very strange mm -hmm. because in other parts of the world, I don't see that. And I was saying to myself, well, you know what? You preaching to the choir because I've been saying that like, so with the COVID, the pandemic coming through, a lot of them churches didn't shut down. And like I said earlier, it's been a whole lot of money that comes through the black churches whole lot of money and yet we don't own nothing we don't own nothing we had that bishop up in new york city who got robbed what half a million million dollars worth of jury and then next thing you know he gets on social media and he shows talking about this my prayer closet man boy boy ain't no way you Ain't no way, bruh. Come on, bruh. You, you making a mockery out of the gospel, bro. That foolishness. All that Gucci. Man, you ain't taking that with you, bruh. Come on, bruh. You, you, you really embarrassing people who truly been called to preach the word of God, bruh. Come on, bruh. You tripping, bruh. I'm not saying ain't nothing wrong with having nice things, but bruh, how you how you going about doing this and you putting this on media, bruh, and it's, it's not a good look, bruh. It's not. We already looking bad like the black community as far as leadership in the church. It, it's, it's, it ain't looking good, bruh. Like, the kids rather go holler at dudes in gangs than rather go to the church. Back in the day, the church used to be the place that kids ran to for a safe haven. That's not it today. It's not it today. And, and 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 we need to we need to change the way how we do leadership in the black community. Let me give you an example. Other races prepare the next generations to be the leader. That's why I really respect the Jewish community and the Asian community because they preparing their young men and women to take over. They don't want to stay in charge forever. <laughs> And in the black community, we have not groomed anyone to be 
the leader. No one want to be play a role. Everyone want to be head honcho. That's why we can't get ahead. I mean, we in, we 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 are discombobulated, bro. We need to come together. We all got to play parts. Everybody ain't going to be the leader. But in order to be a great leader, he must have a great support system. And so I think that's an issue that we need to address in the black community because, like, who is our leader? We still promoting leaders who are, you know, old and no disrespect to them, but they cannot live forever. You got to groom the next. You got to be. That's the true level of success is how well you prepare the, the successor. That's how David did Solomon and so forth and so forth. So if you want to level the true measure of your success, let me see who the person you grooming to take. Because Sheila and I, we preparing this for someone else to take over. We don't want to do this forever. We're not going to do this forever. We are believing that God going to raise one of these kids up that we have in our program to someday come back and take over and take this. We're going to groom them. That's And that's what's going to uh, cement our legacy. And you know what? It may not be our kids, and we accept that. But God blessed us in a way that we didn't think we were going to be blessed, and we never thought that me and her would be on a podcast show talking and, and talking about boxing and then uh, embarking on a mountain such as approaching top rank and Bob Avon and any other uh, big willy in the boxing industry. Because we know because we know that you are not the only one. Because if the God of Israel was able to divide the Red Sea and walk his people over to the promised land, it's the same God that I believe that can get me in front of Bob Abram. Zev said Al Heyman. Man. And Andrea Pennis said need a lot more heavyweight heavyweight fights and boxing yeah we do we do and You're hopefully right. and hopefully the staff of boxing not be that vehicle. no will will be yeah. that vehicle we will play a part in bringing heavyweights to the table heavyweight lightweight featherweight middleweight all we will that. have women women boxing we will have women and i'm gonna tell you right staff. now I'm, hold up baby i'm gonna tell you right now yeah let me look in the camera let me when i say this you young boys and you young girls that come to the Stafford Boxing Club, I'm giving you fair warning right now. This is not a place to come as a pickup bar where you're going to find Miss Almond Joy or Mr. Good Bar. We're not tolerating that. I'm letting you know that right now. You're not coming with your agenda. You're going to follow our agenda. And... I would say something about what we got going on, no, but I'm going to wait. wait yeah, I'm going to wait, right? But I'm, I'm giving you warning, and you only got one chance because we only got one chance. We only got one chance with you. If we do anything outside our character, that's a wrap. So the same pressure that we under to make sure that we walk a, 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 a straight path, you're going to do the same thing. I'm telling you now. When you get at the Stafford gear with all the champion and all that, we're going to lace you up. If you out here tripping, being disrespectful to your teachers, 
man, I'm coming for all that. I want the boot bag. I want the, the, the wristband. I want the hat. I want the pullover. I want the long. Boy, I want it all. And don't even play. You put it in the bag because we coming to pick it up. And that is no cappuccino. Man, hold up, man. I just thought about my player partner, man. Man, hold up. Say, man, RIP to my partner, DJ Screw, man. You told me, man, when we was in your house, man, that you was you was on the ones and twos, man. You had all them records in your house, man. You you told me, man, I was going to scram the whole world, man. You told me that, and shout out to Nikki, man. And everybody used to try to figure out, man, how is he able to come into Screw House? Because everybody couldn't come into the in, inside, bro. He'll sell you a tape through the burglar bar door. You know what I'm saying? But see, when the favor of God is on your life, man, it gets you into arenas and places that your reputation won't be able to get you. It, got, it only will be God's favor. And man, and one more player partner, man, man, hold up through the body rock, man. That boy, Fat Pat. Lord Jesus. My partner, Fat Pat, man, he was a rapper out of Houston. He was gunned down in violence in that Houston. Anyway, man, I met Fat Pat over at Screw Highs many years ago, and I told him my name, and he told me, hey, man, I'm going to give you the name Q. So he used to call me Q, and he was so fly, man. And like guys like that inspired me. I got my playerism from guys like that. They was starching nine. They were, you know, Southside Fade. They had jewelry. They they either wore polo or or. or, or, or Tommy Hill figure, they smell good. Those are the type of people that inspired me, man. And one more player, partner, before we go, before we wrap this thing up, man. My partner named Troop from Gabby Road, Old National, and College Park, man. And I'm going to tell you a story about Troop, man. I had moved from Houston to College Park, and I was at Bannacom. And, uh, man, them boys was about to jump. It was about 12 of them, man. And Troop said, nah, man, y'all not going to touch him, man. Leave him alone, bruh. And I'll never forget that, Troop, for real, man. And, and man, I used to see Troop in the community. And uh, he used to encourage me about CP Plasma, man. He said, man, keep going with that plasma thing, man. And, you know, like I say, some of the guys that I look up to are, are street legends. You know what I mean? And I'm not ashamed of those who inspired me. I don't. I, I didn't grow up in a privileged community. I grew up in hoods, and I thank God for those individuals that poured into me. And so I hope that them guys looking up from above, man, is proud of me to be where I'm at today. Be happily married to my wife, you know, and we doing things together as a couple. And I hope that people in my community that know me from back in the day and see me today will be proud of me because I'm standing up for a purpose and willing to give my life for it and it's a worthy cause and I am so grateful to have a woman like Sheila to stand by my side because you cannot accomplish greatness without having your help me and that is no cap. Okay, one thing and then we're going to go ahead and close this out. Um, I just want to shout out to all the women around the world. It doesn't even matter what it is that you do or you don't do if you're struggling. Just keep your head up. I believe that we should be more supportive towards each other. I also believe that we should be more trustworthy towards each other. Sometimes us women may need another woman to talk to, but we are hesitant because 
when you speak to another woman, they'll use what you say against you and then end up hurting you. Hmm. I think at this point in time, it's 2022, it's time for us to come together and instead of fighting each other or trying to take somebody's husband or boyfriend and just totally be disrespectful, calling each other the B word, which I totally think we should stop. I mean, I know it's a, a saying meaning that you're the top person, like you're that female, but in all actuality, it's a female dog. And a female dog will allow any dog to come and have sex with her. When they ain't heat. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be the same breed of dogs. It's just... But I ain't messing with no curs, though. And we also need to start showing respect for ourselves, start loving ourselves and loving each other and stop being so jealous. A lot of us need healing. I had I healed and I'm still constantly constantly working on myself. And also constructive criticism can hurt. My husband gives me constructive criticism, which is a good thing because a lot of times we have it has become a habit of certain things that we're used to doing and nobody's ever told us that it was wrong. So if someone is trying to hold you accountable, don't catch an attitude. Sometimes I would catch an attitude, not because I was like, oh, he's telling me. It's because it, sometimes it would hurt because I'm not knowing. My wife looks better than your wife. Not knowing that I'm doing that. And stop using it as an excuse. Well, men do it too, but we're not talking about men. We're talking about women holding each other accountable, holding ourselves accountable, and just coming together as one. God is love. God loves you. God loves all of us. So we have to actually come together. And then oh, also... Hold up, baby. Let me tell them about the Stafford. You guys? The, okay. Listen, baby. Let uh, me tell them about this. Hold up, hold up baby. Look, look. Wait yeah, yeah look. I was looking, but we got, I know, we got to wrap this up. I know. You see the Stafford drip. Drip, you see the champion right here, baby. We see the, the headband, champion. It glow, it glow, all this, yeah, glows, all this glows, in, glows the dark. in the dark. Yeah, we will be having merch, premium merchandise on sale coming soon. We working everything out, and when we have the website completed, we will definitely uh, uh, enjoy your support. Uh, proceeds from the Stafford Boxing Apparel will go towards the Stafford Boxing Club to help at-risk youth. So. Um, when you purchase this, you helping the youth, and, and you're helping the community, the community, and you're also helping other communities. Because if you can help one at-risk youth, then you make a change within the family. Within that positive change within the family, you're going to make a positive change in the community. So all this crime can 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 go down, and we'll talk about that another time. Because we're about to, yeah, go ahead and do your gold nugget because we have to wrap it up. Well, the gold nugget that I'm leaving today is character, man. That's important to me. That should be important to you, character. You want to be known as a person of quality character. And the reason why Sheila and I is, is before you today is because of character. You may not have the skill sets that another fighter or another person have, but your character is what pulls you to the door. Let me give you an example. Let's say, for instance, you may have the same education as another person. Your education will get you to the door of opportunity. 
but your character will determine how far you go once you go through that Thanks. door of opportunity. Character. People will love to do business with you. People will go above and beyond if you display character. That's what Stafford Boxing Club is about, becoming a person of character. And I hope that you listen to what I'm saying, you young boys and you young girls, and stop all this plexing, stop all this uh, social media bullying. As you, it's cap, straight up. You know you're not about that life. I've been seeing these girls and these boys run up on people's houses that have been talking crap on social media, and then when they put them 52s on you, you don't know what to do. You need to stop that. We need to stop that. And them little kids, y'all know every rap song, but do you know your homework? Straight up. That's about character. I'd rather focus on character than focus on doing other things to hurt people. So the gold nugget today is character. Okay, just one last thing, and I promise this is it. Enrique Luna, yes, Stafford family, let us know on the merchandise, God's Good 100. We got you, Luna. Thank yeah, Brandon, you, everybody. Yeah, Brandon from College Park, man. Say, man, you need to pick up that phone when I call you. And shout out to my player partner, uh, Easy Money. Oh, shout out to Sarah. And that boy, Quinn, for real. All right, everybody. We appreciate those that have taken the time to watch live. Also, the comments that uh, I did much better in today. Don't forget that you can watch it live and you can watch it later on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Rumble. Now, if you're not able to actually watch it because you're cooking, you're jogging, sewing, or whatever, or you just want the audio, you can listen to it on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google, as well as Spotify. We thank you. We have nothing but love for everyone. We appreciate all of your support and always tuning in, Scrapbook Boxing. Oh, and Rodney Whitehead, thank you, and Darian Johnson, thank you. They've been our some of one of our some of our biggest supporters. Big facts. All right. Stafford you are Boxing. The, the making, making of, of champions. champions.